back in the, in the day when I was uh, just after college working in Chicago and living down there in Lincoln Park and kind of living the dream. It was also kind of a, a dark and frustrating time in my life in the sense that uh, I, you know, I was, what I was doing it was, it was okay, but it wasn't, I knew in my heart, heart of hearts that it wasn't what I was supposed to be doing. It was okay, it just isn't what the Lord wanted me to be doing. And I knew what he wanted me to do, be a priest, and it's like, ah, I don't want to do that. I'm not going to do that. And so he and I were having this little argument back and forth, and I was, as I say, it was very frustrated, very exhausting kind of thing. And, and I was always hung up on what I was going to give up uh, if I did this. You know, I got this great apartment with my friends. And boy, it's can't give that up and got, you know, Wrigley Field is you know, just up the road and you know, I like to go to those games all the time and, and I had a job working at the Merck where I could go in the afternoons, you know, I'd go like 30 games a year, it was tremendous and yeah, I had a motorcycle, <laughs> can, you, can you believe that, the motorcycle, my gosh it was a scary thing, I was afraid, I was afraid to ride it that's how bad I was um, and uh but I said, well, Lord, if you can figure out a way to make all this work, where I keep my apartment, keep my cubs, and keep all the other toys I've got, and kind of everything else I like and want, uh, you know, we can, have, we can have this conversation. But So that doesn't really work. And so I, I found myself on a retreat um, up at Mundelein for guys discerning priesthood, and thought, well, I'll just get this out of my system, close the door, and I can move on. And, I was there at that retreat with like 30 other guys. We were praying in the chapel one that Friday night that started and in front of the Blessed Sacrament doing adoration. And I finally just said, Lord, I'm done. I've had it with you and this whole thing. And I, I just give up. Whatever you want, you know, make it happen. Ball's in your court. You want me, then you figure this out where I can keep everything I want to keep and not change my life. Hey, we're, we're in business. And, uh, but I meant it, I was, I was tired. And so that was what I was praying that night in adoration in front of the Blessed Sacrament. And then woke up the next day. It was the most amazing thing, I'll tell you. Uh, it's happened a few times in my life where I, I just got answered that one. I felt it, it was, I was free, I was, it, I was done, it was, it was, it was all over. I was just filled with, I was exhilarated, it was like that. And like, holy smokes, this stuff works. Thank God. I mean, he saved my life, you know. And thank God. That's what adoration did that night with me all those years ago. And, you know, this weekend, you know, we're doing signups for the new chapel which is gonna be amazing. And you can already go in there and see, it's almost finished, but we got some few things to do yet. But uh, April 21st, I think, April 18th, Easter Monday will be our first day. 24 hours a day, six days a week from Saturday afternoon, or Sunday afternoon to Saturday afternoon. Uh, we'll have adoration. People will come and sit in front of the Blessed Sacrament and, and kind of pour their heart out to them and say, Lord, this is it, here, here I am. Well, let's, let's talk. Help me, heal me, love me, console me, remind me, re-enliven me. And it works. 
Thank God it saves our life. And, and, and so we have to trust that if I give God an hour, if you give God an hour, he's not going to be outdone in generosity. And whatever you think is in the way, any reason you can come up with it says you shouldn't go and adore Jesus in the Blessed Sacrament. Uh, he's here to tell you, I'm here to tell you, that whatever it is, it's worth it. It's worth it. No excuses. And we got lots of them. And the principal one is our own pride, huh? I uh, found this quote from a long time ago that I use. And I don't even remember the priest's name, but he's kind of like, he always writes from the perspective of what God says to him. His experience of God speaking to him. So he writes down what he feels God's words are to him. So this is God speaking to you and me. How many things I do when the soul in so much spiritual and material need turns to me, looks at me and says to me, you take care of it then closes its eyes and rests. In pain, you pray for me to act, but that I act in the way that you want me to act. You do not turn to me. Instead, you want me to adapt to your ideas. You are not sick people who ask the doctor to cure you, but rather sick people who tell the doctor how to. So do not act this way. God says to us. We're not here to tell God how to be God to us. Now we're here to tell God what we want. We're here to go to adoration to tell God what's going on in our life. We're here to tell him what's broken and what needs fixing. But God is God and we're not and he's going to take care of us. We just have to say yes. We have to put ourselves in his presence and say, you know what? God, you're worth it for me to come for an hour a week, every week, and, and love you, and beg you, and surrender to you, and praise you, and thank you, and all the other things we should be doing with God. You're worth it. And God in return, knowing what we need, gives it to us. And adoration slowly but surely over time adapts our hearts to his heart, changes our minds to his mind, and, and, and moves our will to his will so that what he wants us to have ultimately then becomes our surrender where we say, Lord, give it to me. I'll give up my apartment. I'll give up my, my motorcycle. I'll give up some of my Cub games. I will, I promise. You know? You've, you've won. Thank you. Thank you, God. This works. You're going to save my life. So I'm asking you to consider an hour once a week, same hour every week, to go there into that chapel and let God take care of you. Go to the doctor. He's the doctor. We're the patient. We're the one who's sick, and he's the only one that can cure us. So, so let him do that. And what's more, it isn't just for you. It's for your family. It's for your marriage. It's for your kids. Adoration changes you into the one who can best serve the needs of your children according uh, to what the Lord wants. You think you've got a great life now. You start going to adoration, watch what happens to you, to your spouse, to your kids, to your work, to your school, to your relationships. It all changes and for the better. You think it's good now? You just wait. God will not be outdone in generosity.
He will bless you in ways you can't even imagine. I was at World Youth Day in 2006 with uh, Pope Benedict and a million other people, and all teenagers and young people. And we had a big group for my, one of my, my Holy Cross when I was there. And, and we got there on a Saturday. To the uh, last day, last couple days, we were at a place called Marienfield. We hiked like 12 miles outside of Cologne, Germany, to this place. And it was a big flat field uh, with a big hill that they had built at the end. All these jumbotrons, but at the top of the hill was an altar. And so we got there in a Saturday afternoon, and it was kind of blessedly cloudy uh, to protect us from the sun. And, and we got settled into our little plot that we had been assigned as a parish. And, and we were about a half a mile from the stage, from the mountain, for the hill. And uh, the sun came out at the end of the day, just beautiful. The sky was gorgeously a color. And Pope Benedict shows up in his little white Pope mobile. He's driving around, he goes up the hill on this little switchback that they had put into it and gets out, gets out of the truck and they put the Blessed Sacrament on the altar. And he says, now everybody kneel down and let's pray together. And a million young people knelt down there on the ground and we, and we prayed with him. And, and he, he basically said, you know, uh, you, you think that if you give God something, you're going to lose something. But when you give God something, you lose nothing, but get everything, because he is everything and he gives you himself. God will not be outdone in generosity. God wants to take care of us. God does love us. God has a plan for us. And when we put ourselves in front of him, he's gonna reveal that to us. And our lives are gonna be better, happier, more peaceful. Into the darkness and frustrations of our experiences, he comes and shines a light and brings healing and clarity and mercy and forgiveness and love. And then we get to share that with other people. You say, I don't know how to do adoration. Well, there's that room there, and it's going to be there, and you're going to walk in, and you're going to see the Blessed Sacrament on the far wall. There's Jesus waiting for you, the God of the universe who has hidden himself under the appearance of bread. Why? Because he gives himself to us at Calvary on the cross. He takes our crucified flesh into heaven. Our flesh is in heaven to receive that blessing. And then... Because he has ascended, he gives us himself in the Eucharist so we can still have that participation of our flesh in heaven in an unblooded way in the sacrifice of the Mass, but also for us to adore in, in adoration in the Blessed Sacrament. That flesh in heaven is revealed to us and given to us in communion and revealed to us and given to us in adoration so that we can be reminded what we're made for and who we are and what our life can be when we have him. There's nothing better that you can receive in this life that God hasn't already given you in the Blessed Sacrament. But I don't know what to do. Just walk in and sit down. Look at him, let him look at you, talk to him, let him talk to you, and listen to him, and do what he says. Well, what if I get bored? Well, bring a book, bring a spiritual book, bring the Bible, bring your catechism, uh, bring yourself. Well, what do I do? I'll read, pray, listen, but make sure that whatever you do in that hour, you give him a few minutes where you're just sitting there with your mouth shut and not talking and let him talk to you. We talk way too much. Let him talk to you. Well, what happens if I get, if I get sleepy? Well, then sleep. That happens to me all the time. 
I fall asleep. You know, I, was, I, was, I was downtown, St. Pat's, not too long ago, at the downtown church doing adoration on Wednesday because that's when we have it down there. And, and I got sleepy and I fell asleep. And sometimes when I fall asleep, I'll wake myself up because I snore. And uh, so I'm sitting there and I'm sleeping and I go like that. And I, and I, I woke myself up. Well, there was other people there. And, and so I got all self-conscious and, you know, like, is there drool on my face? And, uh, and, and I looked around to see if they were watching me. And as soon as I looked, over, looked around, all these, all these faces, like, went back to looking forward, you know. <laughs> They're all watching me, laughing at me. But it was good, you know. That's a holy sleep, right? It's a holy nap. So you don't know what to do. Let, just take a nap. Spend some time with him. And so I don't want to sit in the chair. Well, then sit on the floor. Well, I don't want to sit on the floor. Then lay on the floor. Take a nap. No excuses. It's just you and Jesus. He has zero expectations. He just wants you to be there. Show up. And he's going to change your life. He's going to get a better marriage, better family, better wife, better husband, better sons and daughters, better parents, better friends. Because you're going to be better. You're going to go back to your old life. The same life is out there waiting for you that you came in with, but you're going to be different better, holier, happier, more peaceful because Jesus had the opportunity to offer all that to you in that moment of adoration. We say, well, when I go and, you know, what if it's late at night and there's nobody here? And I said, that room's all going to be secure. At 6.30 or 10 o'clock every night, that room's completely locked up from the inside. Nobody can get in. And the only access point will be an exterior entrance and exit. And the only way you get to use that is with a keypad and a key code that nobody else is going to have. Oh, okay. It's safe. It's secure. And well, what if I have to go to the bathroom? The room's locked up. Well, there's going to be a bathroom in there. I'm putting the bathroom in right now. So, what other excuses do you people have? <laughs> Come on. This is a big step for our parish. I got here, it's, you know, three objectives. You know, right off the bat, I've been here three years now finishing up my third year. First one was daily confessions, done. Next one was daily, daily mass for the school kids, done. And now, perpetual adoration. We're almost there. I need your help. I cannot do this. I don't ask you guys to do anything other than put up with me. You know? And, and this is a big one. Parishes that have adoration are incredibly blessed and amazing things uh, happen in those places. So please, please consider it. And, and we heard one last thing. Guys, I need you to do it. There's ever a time in our, our, in our world where we've needed the men to step up and be men and pray. It's now. You need to be here praying for yourselves and your families, your vocations, your kids, your spouses, your work. Men, you need to pray. Take spiritual leadership and get yourself in that chapel. Take an hour be the man that you're supposed to be. It can only be in Christ Jesus and pray. Guys, I need you to step up and do adoration for your families and for your parish. Nothing better you could give your kids than that. That'd be the best gift ever. Yeah. So there we go. Now you got those cards. Um, fill them out. I'll give you a minute and, and a second to do that. Uh, Make sure that you throw it in the collection basket as it goes by. Now, if you're not ready and you want to do it after Mass, there's a table in the hallway and two tables in outside Dempsey with the cards. 
and there's all these there's all these uh, boards around with the with the each day listed and all the time slots listed, and you can pick the one you want, pick any hour, and put your green dot, little green sticker there on that spot so that we know that you, that's your spot, and you can pick. And if let's say there's an hour that's already got green dots on it, so what? We can have you know 100 people in that chapel. Doesn't matter. You want to pick a spot where nobody's already there? Pick it. Um, and so if you can do that today, that would be amazing. Now you say, I don't want to be a perpetual adorer. I want to be, I, just, I only want to come sometimes. Well, then be a sub. And you only have to come when somebody else can't make it. And the, you know, the computer will ask you, uh, can you do this hour? And you just type in, yes, I'll be there. And you put your name in and you're done. It's all going to be done on our uh, Adoration Pro software. Real easy. So uh, we can get that done today. Already, if you go back there and just look to see how many people have signed up, quite a few. It's pretty, it's pretty amazing already, just after uh, these few masses. And all right, so there we go. Um, you know, remember, you know, J.R. Tolkien, uh, wrote Lord of the Rings. He's also a great lover of adoration and the Blessed Sacrament. And he said this. Out of the darkness of my life, so very frustrated, I place before you the one truly great thing to love on earth, the Blessed Sacrament. And with it, glory, honor, joy, peace, love, mercy, and the greatest adventure. Thank God how he saves us and how he loves us. To put a finer point on it more briefly, succinctly, you give God an hour and he's going to give you eternity.